Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. It's a doggy dog. Eat cat too. Fishy frog. I hate you. Welcome back to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, you can't trust Amazon. You know, you order something from Amazon and it comes in the wrong size, comes in the wrong shape. And that's how they get you. They know that you're not going to send it back. Most of us are too lazy to do such a thing. Who would do such a thing? In what world are you going to send things back? I mean, it takes too much time. And that's why they've made literally hundreds of dollars, even maybe even a little bit more, even thousands of dollars over at Amazon. Well, I decided to not order from Amazon this time because I was, you know, I think we did an episode a couple months ago where I ordered from Amazon and they weren't able to help me afterwards. Uh, they sent the wrong thing. This time I ordered, I was ordering some masks. I ordered from a place called Masktastic. And uh, I was very excited because I want a mask that is, you know, masculine that says, this guy knows what he wants. And uh, I was going to ma- get a mask just like that. There were a lot to choose from. So I ordered from the website Masktastic. And what I found was Masktastic, it's not as different from Amazon as I had thought because uh, I just opened the package and uh, it's not a mask at all. Uh, what I received was a three-foot stool uh, with the inscription on top that says, uh, as I'm reading it now, um, yippee Kaye motherfucker. Now... I am a big fan of Die Hard, but I, I mean, I don't need this on my stool, number one, if I had ordered a stool. And also, I can't wear a stool on my face. So I'm calling Mastastic to say, hey, send something different. Send me something. Fix this problem. I'm calling him right now. I don't know if you can hear the doubt. And there. Uh, hey. Hey. Hello. Hello. And your friend Dale. This is for um, it's for Masktastic. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, come on in. It's locked. The door is locked. Oh, it's locked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me just open it here. Shave it a 
Hellcat two bits. Yeah, my my lock sounds like someone clearing their throat. It's really weird. Hi, hello. Hi, we're here. Fantastic. We actually uh, through uh, deep learning and artificial intelligence, uh, we're able to tell when you're about to call. If you're in front of your computer, we can tell when you're about to call. Mask tastic. Okay, so if you had those skills. If you had so those I, skills, why weren't you able to anticipate that I didn't want a stool that says yippee Kaye motherfucker on it? Are you ready for this? Hold on to your hat, and if you don't have one, I brought one. Do you need one? Uh, yep, let me put that on. Thank and you very much. You. As you can tell, that's a beret. That's a French beret. Okay. I'm now wearing a mask-tastic beret. Thank Hold you, Hold on to your beret, because Thank I'm going to tell you. First of all, do you have your stool? Yes, I, I'm actually sitting on it right now. Okay, and it's not. Yeah, that's it's, a, you it's thought I was enough. this short. You thought I was this short. Is yeah, it no, tight enough? Is it tight enough? The stool, the stool or the hat? The, well, let's start. The with hat's the hat. way too loose, but the stool fits me just right. I'll admit the stool, that. The stool's tight, right? Because we yeah. wouldn't want you to have a loose stools. <laughs> that comes with every masktastic repair visit okay yeah the technician yeah. comes myself being the technician yeah you are going to get that pun every time and i'll tell you people fall for it head over heels in are love you, with it are you are you actually hey, the stool's tight enough and then once or twice i get somebody go it's kind of a loose stool i go well you better eat more fiber So wait, you're actually a technician? My job. So are you here to fix the stool to make it out of mask? Am, is that what you're no, saying? I am here to tell you that a lot of people, a lot of the masks that we sell have been set aside for elderly racist women, uh, for uh, people that have an obsession with Tonka trucks or Hot Wheels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, we mm -hmm. reserve them for 48th responders. Those are the people that kind of look over after 47 other people have responded, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so what we've been doing now is we're giving out other, um, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. I'm a fan. I'm in the 12 and a half, but there's a podcast called cashing in with TJ Miller. Well, actually I host that show. What? Yeah. yeah I'm you, a host. You're, you're yeah, in. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm cash. Levy. In? Yeah. Cause it's cashing in. So it's in and TJ Miller, you're in. I'm the in part and the caching part. Yeah. Looking back on it, I probably should have put my name on the show also, but, uh, you know, didn't think that through. I love you. <laughs> and I, I can't get enough of it. This is fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm a huge fan and they have this whole thing where they go, uh, what is it? Uh, anything can be a ladle, right? Here, I'll, I'll, right. I'll show you. I'll show you. Right. <laughs> I do. I, I watch the show a lot. So, uh, okay. So go ahead. So, uh, so just name something, name anything. Okay, how about a, a, bowl, uh, like a bowl or a cup? Okay, how about a, like, a spoon? You want, a spoon? One of those two things. Yeah, spoon. A spoon. If you add a handle to a, the handle of a, of a, well, no, I guess the spoon's already a, a ladle. I guess the spoon is one of the things that do, doesn't need a, a hand at all. It's already a small horizontal ladle. Yeah. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna have to sit down for a second. I, this yeah, is, here, take this stool. Take this kind stool. of change. Okay, and let me. I'm. I'm not gonna sit on this. It's obviously. loose. I'm Dude, this one leg is loose. It's loose. So be see. careful. Be careful. I'm gonna put it up to my face, and I am going to. <laughs> I'm gonna put tape on it, and actually tape it to my face. And here's what happens: if you tape the uh, the butt side of the stool to the front of your face, 
not only does it act as a mask, it also keeps people about four to six feet away from you because the legs are jutting out straight from your face. Nobody wants to get close enough to, to, to cause you any problems. And okay, the thing is, the we, didn't want to put, we didn't want to put butt side or the butt yeah. end of the stool, right? Yeah. On that. So what we say is you duct tape the stool to your face, yippee kaye motherfucker side against your face. And then legs out, you've got a mask and a social distancing tool all in one, all at once. And ask me what happens if you put a handle on it. I think I know the answer. It becomes it a little... A spoon. I guess it can also oh, a spoon. be a spoon. <laughs> if a spoon is a ladle and a ladle is a spoon, then if you put a handle on something, it right. always it can become a spoon. Hmm. Well, don't be disheartened, sir. Let me. You know. Let me. Can, would you take your mask off for a second? Just show me how it all works. Uh, let me just let me let me untape my. Stand stool. back there. Stand Which back you there. Also, I just want to see. You can also get uh, whatever movie quote you want on the butt side of the stool, mm-hmm. on the butt end of it. Right. And so mine actually says, whoa, what's over there? Um, so that's this, that's what I had uh, inscribed on mine. Well, wait, as you take it off here, wait a second. That's you, a film, that is a film code. Whoa, what's over there? Yeah, there's a few films where I think people yeah, said that. Yeah, more than one, and that's why I chose it, because I like yeah, People often of talk about when people said that in films, but what about all the films where they didn't say, hey, well, what's over there? You know, I got a lot of, they don't give I, enough credit for that. I haven't seen any of this. Ever since mm. the internet started, I will always do an extensive Google search. A search of movies that say what's over the there. film yeah. has, whoa, what's over there? If that quote's in it, I'll watch it. If it's not. You're thorough. Yeah, you're, th- you're thorough like that. You know, and that's, you do a great service to, to the company Masktastic with that kind of attitude. I've never seen Citizen Kane. I've never seen Schindler's List. I've never seen uh, Flyboys. I've never seen the tele- television show Wings, okay? <clears throat> the television show Wings or <clears throat> Hanging with Mr. Cooper, mm-hmm, in part mm-hmm. because neither of those are movies. There's a lot of great films that I haven't seen. Saving Private Ryan, I have not yeah. seen it because they yeah. never say, whoa, what's over there? You know? So, I, you know, that's 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 an important part for me of any film-going experience is as long as somebody in the film says, whoa, What's over there? Then uh, I, I'm open to seeing it. That's the hook for you. That's the that's the that's lure. That's why yeah. for me, I love Veggie Tales so much. The mm-hmm. Veggie Tales mm-hmm. movies, yeah, sort of Christian themed vegetable character yeah. uh, film series, because in it, almost every single time, someone goes, "Whoa, what's over there? It's Carrot Jesus or whatever they end up saying." Yeah, but I which, love it. Yeah, no matter what. So I'm going to take off my, uh, whoa, what's over there, stool, mask. And uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait a second. You, I didn't get a good look at you before. TJ? What? What? TJ? Four what the? Here's the four, what the fuck, Ash? You're the who? Well, now I'm embarrassed because I said I was a big fan of the show, and it's your show, and now you know it's me. It was a Buddy, if you wanted to do the show again, you just should have asked. I'd love to have you on the show again. Well, I know I you're shy. Was, I know you're shy. I thought it huh? would be I'm shy. Okay. Who's being shy? It's me. You have to send me a stool as a mask and then come over and act like a repairman to do the show. I always enjoyed it's having me. you. I'm shy. I'm shy. Um, 
You're one of the most popular shy. guests that I've had over the, you know. You're I'm a shy guy. Guests. I just changed yeah. my profile name to shy guy. Okay. I'm shy. Mm-hmm. And so I thought the least intrusive way to do this was find out where you had been ordering masks from, become an on-site technician for them, develop deep learning artificial intelligence to allow the company to know when somebody was going to call, wait until it was you and your IP address that was going to call. I've been waiting outside your home for, I'd say, two and a half weeks, maybe maybe three and a half months. I don't know anymore. I had duct taped my eyes closed so that uh, you didn't see my eager eyes uh, mm-hmm. peering in at you while you were bathing, showering, changing. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't believe you do this, but I guess you... Your nightly ritual is you wrap baby diapers around your your genitalia and then you try and shit out your front, which I think is disgusting. It's not funny. And I I promised myself I wouldn't mention it. And then there I went and did it. Uh, And then I waited and and then I came in here with a stool tape to my face. And I I didn't come in here to do the show. I came in here to tell you what a fan I was and and try and lift your spirits. Well, you know what? The squeaky wheel. Excitement. let me just say the squeaky wheel gets the stool because I yes. want you to sit down. I want you to sit down on that stool and let's do a podcast. You know the squeaky stool gets the wheel, and the silent wheel doesn't get any attention at all. Not Nobody at all. Attention to it. No, people don't wheel, talk enough about that. The wheel that makes a piercing, screeching, screaming noise like a child screaming that gets the police called on it. That's what happens to that wheel. And a wheel that has four corners is not a wheel at all. It's a square. That's right. Yeah. And it's a bumpy, it's a bumpy ride. It's a bumpy ride. You know what? Uh, now that we're going to do the show together, uh, I don't know if you remember how the show starts. It's been a little while since we've done it together. A wheel, we like- has a wheel that's attached to something with three other wheels that don't really like that original wheel. And that's part of an alienated car. Yeah. And a wheel that's attached to a PCP. 101.g a wheel that is involved with uh like letters and a show that a lot of people no longer watch it's it's uh, called a fortune that's that kind of wheel that's right well actually my father-in-law does watch wheel of fortune and then jeopardy every single night that's his sort of nightly routine on weekdays a wheel that's around two people that kind of are interested in each other on a date maybe have slept together but trying to figure out if it's a relationship a lot of people that they would say that's a third wheel Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's a, that's a chaperone wheel. Yeah, it's a chaperone yeah. looking after it to make sure he doesn't get too handsy and she doesn't start sucking where she should be fucking. <laughs> I think you know you what know, I'm talking about. And a wheel that is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I would presume, if it's uh, doing their job right, is wheel in the sky. <laughs> And a wheel that it, uh, a wheel that considers itself a uh, Superman. Uh, that's a wheel of steel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, listen. Let's start things off with the triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. round. Triple banger lightning round. I'm going to uh, start off our triple banger. We're getting all these great questions from uh, people on our Patreon account. We appreciate your support on Patreon. Some of the. I appreciate it. I've been doing uh, personalized messages to every single person that signs up for Patreon a dollar, $3. Some people are donating $5, $20. 
I mean, $20, $5 a month, that's a huge deal to us. And I've been, you know, really having fun with those people messaging back and forth. $3, really appreciate it. Dollar, I'm sending those people a form message, but I'm changing the name in the form to their name. And uh, then when I actually do, and this is true, <clears throat> I urinate on the computer to prove that it's mine to the mm -hmm. cats in the mm -hmm. neighborhood. Yeah. I go and get it fixed. So it's very expensive. Kind of establish your territory. It's very expensive for me when people do a dollar pledge. So if you're open to $3 a month, I won't have to urinate on my computer as much. But I really do, all joking aside, um, <clears throat> and some, some seriousness aside, and even a couple kind of ironic statements to the mm -hmm. side. And uh, some of the sentimentality to the side and all uh, hateful sort of Facebook comments aside, uh, we really do appreciate you, um, you guys donating. I mean, if every single one of the 12 and a half uh, donated just three, five dollars, I mean, that would just, that would be life changing. So, and you know what? I feel like you've come full circle there, which is what? another part of the wheel. Yeah. Which, uh, if, you, if you came full circle, circle. you're a complete wheel. You're a wheel. Nora, fucking wheel over here. Noah Morgano uh, asked, and this is a masker, but I turned it into a triple banger, uh, naming your country Great Britain, cocky much? Okay, so I liked that question. But I decided to ask a, a triple banger about what the name should be instead of Great Britain. Should it be uh, Super Britain? Okay. Uh, Britain now with half the sugar? Uh, extra Britain, extra Britain, or make America Britain again. <laughs> That's a whole different topic. That's but, a whole different uh, thing. I, I like um, uh, Britain. I didn't even know him. Britain, I didn't even know him. Uh, now, I, I, for some reason, extra bit Britain is really funny to me. I like extra Britain. Britain. Uh, but I think, you know, you got to say instead of cocky much, you should have said cockney much. Mm, yes. Right? Play on words there. I still uh, like it. I still like it. Okay, so these are triple bangers, but they were sent to me on Patreon and I just didn't think they made, they made better triple bangers than maskers. So I just decided to put them here. Uh, Zeit Rider at Rider Zeit writes, uh, yeah. actually this one, this one was, uh, Zeit Rider's yeah. been good to us. Yeah. Um, he writes, this sounds like a triple banger. Solid ground equals broken treadmill. Yes. I, I like it. I like it when you say, you know, you get off like a horse or something, or you're, you've been swimming for a while and you're like, good to get, you know, you've been on a ship and you say, good to get back on broken treadmill. That's really how you do it, right? Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, it's true. It's um, a broken escalator of stairs. A broken treadmill is solid ground. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, I like I that a lot. And then um, Jeff Rebacaf uh, at Probably Not Much writes, are there more chairs or people in the world? And uh, I would respond to that by saying uh, there are usually more chairs than people in the world uh, at my comedy shows. Uh, there's that, more stools. Yeah. Ooh, you see that? You see me wind it up there? I, I wound, wound it up, it up and you just it let down. it shut down. Wind it up, shut it down. Let me, uh, this is a, uh, a masker's, but I'm going to ask you this. Taco yeah. Pizza Burger Sushi. Yeah. Also been great to us on, um, uh, 
on Patreon, and I've played a game. It's, his name is Taco Pizza Burger Sushi, and I played a game with him where I said, I love three of the four of your name. Can you guess which? Now, I think and, he might have talked about this. But he got, them all, he got it all wrong. He said, Taco Pizza Burger. I said, no. He said, I said, guess again. He goes, Taco Burger Sushi. And I said, no. And he said, Taco Pizza Sushi. And I said, no, there are only so many combinations. And he said, burger, pizza, sushi. And I said, correct. And so he responded with a, a maskers. What do you think about this? Soap, dirt lubricant. I think that's yeah. pretty right on. I like it. Lubricate that dirt up. Let's get that yeah. dirt going. Do it. Um, so we're going to move it along to a section we like to call, where were you? When you weren't and wherever you are now, where were you? I got to tell you, um, I've been camping with my kids. That's what I've been hearing. And, uh, yeah, I've been camping. I went camping for 12 days and uh, we were in the forest. My wife, the first forest we were in um, was the Ventana Wilderness Area, Sespe Wilderness. Sespe. And this is the Sespe. The nasty um, stuff. Uh, the Los Padres wilderness area. Quite beautiful. And the thing about going camping in that area is there's a few California condors left. Oh, yeah. In the uh, Sespe wilderness. They actually almost became extinct. Apparently, they have trouble having babies, these California condors. And then well, they're they... Shy. They're very shy. They actually are very shy. And... Uh, they don't like to fornicate while listening to a podcast, if you know what I'm talking about. I think you do, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the thing is, for the three days we were there, and then we left, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, every single time, I'll bet there's, I don't know, 40 of them that live there now. They've tried to resuscitate their population. They even took them out of that wilderness area and tried to, to you know, have them procreate and put them back into the wilderness um every bird for a little while for three days every single bird that we saw april would say I, that's a condor i that's a she would claim it was a condor really um yeah and uh and how did that make you feel <laughs> i just it was so ludicrous she go look that at the white markings and all of these birds were hawks that we were seeing, but she was just like, look that look at the markings on those wings. That's a condor. I mean, she had more condor sightings. I, I told her, I said, we should go, um, we should go look for Bigfoot because you're gonna get a lot of sightings. And what did the boys think about that? <laughs> they they were trying to convince themselves that they were seeing condors too. These are like, I don't know, one of the top three or four biggest, largest birds, biggest wingspan. These are delusional people that you have in your yeah. family. It sounds we had like. to, yeah, we had to leave that wilderness area because I'll, I'll tell you one thing that's happening. We may have talked about this on another show, but I'll just quickly mention it. Most of the people uh, in this era right now that used to be at malls, because a lot of the malls are still closed, they are going into the wilderness and it's their first time. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are uh, doing things like, uh, I don't know. Uh, they're leaving their diapers all over the place. They bring their kids. They leave their diapers. I don't think they've experienced the wilderness before. They're not uh, throwing away the diapers. Some people are shitting. I, people are, I was watching you when I was outside. Um, you know, I saw that you did dispose of the diapers you used to wrap around your genitalia before you go to bed. <laughs> they're, uh, 
I told the kids, you know, it's a levy thing where I'm like, guys, put your put your head in the water. And uh, if you're a levy, we put our heads in the water. If we're in a river, I said, don't put your head in the water. People were like, they were literally like shitting near the river. So, you know, um, we moved to uh, greener pastures. We went to a, another wilderness area. And uh, TJ's kind of adjusting the stool now. It seems like uh, that loose stool is getting, getting out of hand. We went into a more... Uh, sort of remote wilderness area. And um, we went to the Sequoia National Park. I don't know if you've been there. Some of the trees. It says it's just absolutely stunning. It's glorious. That some of the trees there are over 3,000 years old. Yeah. And um, those are the ones you want to cut down because they are good wood burning. I made a pizza um, on a bunch of those. Mm. <laughs> just um, pepperoni and bacon. It kind of puts oh, it all in perspective. 3,000-year-old 3, wood fire daddy! It kind of puts it all in perspective when you uh, see a tree like that. And that's old, though. When you think about it, 3,000 years, the drinking age for a tree like that would be 310 years old. It feels like you do. You have to wait 300 feels like you didn't totally do the math on that one. You have, I think 310. If your average if your average lifespan is even let's say 100 years. Yeah. You have to be 21 to drink. Oh yeah. And yeah, you have yeah. to be alive one fifth of the total. Okay. So one fifth of 3000 would be 2 times 110th. One 110th of 3000 is 300. Okay. Right? Um, so one fifth of 3000 would be 600. So you yeah, have, but I think it's two tenths of, so maybe it's even older than that. 21, let's say you live to be a hundred, 21 out of a hundred. So that'd be out of a thousand years, 210. So three times <laughs> that it'd be 630 years old, right? Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. 630. Yeah. Um, yeah. In any event, that's a long time to wait to drink. You know what I'm saying? It is. And it felt like waiting to your 21 took forever. That's why I started drinking them when I was eight and a half. Used to suck down a sarsaparilla, salzac, sazerac, and then smoke a cigar. Well, I told you this. I had a history teacher. At eight and a half. Nine years old, I was drinking Cosmopolitans and watching Sex in the City. Well, I, I had a... History By the time I was 10, I was inhaling PCP through a peyote bush. Jim fucking a tractor car. I had a history teacher, I think I've told you this, that used to get drunk during class and say, when I was eight years old, my daddy gave me a spoonful of whiskey and I liked it. I've been <laughs> drinking I've been drinking whiskey ever since. And then he would just proceed. He would tell that story like every single class. <laughs> he would he, he really, he really would bring would a flask. And flask. Yeah, he would bring a flask. This is college, you know. Um, you know, they, they figure he was a good teacher. They figure what difference does it make at that point, right? It's not going to affect us morally. He was, but he was a good teacher? He was a good teacher. I really liked him. But it was just funny because we'd be like, here he goes. When I was seven years old, my daddy gave me a spoonful of whiskey, and I, and I liked it. What was uh, what was the what, what was he teaching? What was his uh, 
his, uh, history, uh, American history. Yeah, yeah he, was, uh, he was one of a kind. In any event, that's a long time for a tree. Maybe they're living 3,000 years because, you know, it takes 630 years for them to get a drink and they're healthy by the time they get to that point, you know? I could see that. When did you have your first drink? Um, hmm. Yeah, I, th I think it was about 16 or something like that, you know? Not much of a. Yeah, I think that's about right. I, I probably. I, yeah. <clears throat> I think I was in like um, I got to think eighth grade or something. So it was younger as me. Well, I had some friends that were um, that were seniors, and I was a sophomore in high school. And then my two best friends at that time were were seniors, and um, we went out up to this place called Cow Hill, and uh, you and went we to Cow Hill. I yeah, love Cow Hill. Yeah, Cow Hill was great, right? Ah oh, man, that's so much better than Bull Mountain. <laughs> and we uh, we drank too much. It was probably good for me because with the first time you drink, you drink way too much. You know, I threw up and stuff. And, and uh, if you drink too much the first time, um, full body release. Yeah, I basically had a full body release out there. Um, I really Cow wasn't. Hill. I really wasn't much of a a danger to drink anytime soon after that. I remember getting back to my house and my mom, I'd, I'd puke all over the front of me and my mom either didn't, she didn't act like she, she acted like she didn't notice, or maybe she just knew I had learned my lesson and just kind of let me inside and was like, hope you had a nice night. And cause I think she probably knew it was not pleasant out there. We went too far. We went too fast. Yeah. So that was my first drinking story. Too close to the sun. We far, yeah, we flew too close to the wind. <laughs> and the sun. Uh, um, yeah, you don't. You know, if you have a bad first experience, that's gonna be that can be pretty tough. Yeah. Hey, let's move it along to a. And it's, well, where have you been? Let's do that in the first. Well, <clears throat> we can talk about that, but instead, essential questions of human nature. Yeah, do you got one of those? Because I've been in. I've been in Long Island. I've been living you with showed my, up ready for this with the essential father-in-law. And uh, yeah, we've just been out here. It's nice. I mean, right now Manhattan is really crazy. People are acting really strange. The guy threatened me. He wanted my shoes. It's become a different sort of deal um, down there because people are kind of going crazy. They have to be in masks. They can't really be out. Nobody's really using public transportation. But you're in the Long Island. Is it? Is it? Is it? How long is it? I mean, are they kind of exaggerating that, or I mean, no, it's a pretty long island. How wide is it? It's longer they, than it is wide. Did they call it Thin Island? I mean, it's not so wide. Longer than it is wide, but it's still a little bit wide. Do you think they considered calling it Thin or not? <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> if you saw the fucking people out here, ain't nothing thin about this island. There's a bunch of big old ham hocks. Everyone's got a pair of ham hocks. They're walking around glazing the ham, putting honey on their thighs. But is it the longest Dad, island? Dad! Is it the longest island or, or no? Ooh, it is not even close to longest island. If you think about it, the longest island is Africa. Hmm. Okay. And I want to tell you something. I'm, I'm just teaching a little bit of world history and... Uh, when I was nine years old, my mother gave me an apple teeny. She gave me a spoonful of apple teeny, and I liked it. 
<laughs> I did like it. So essential thing. questions of uh, <clears throat> hold on. Yikes. Um, I don't talk much anymore. Uh, Gregory Baker, a.k.a. Gregzilla. Ah, we love Greg. Um, he wanted to we send out with Greg, for normal COVID era questions, so I had one. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was oof, Zilla is the least of our problems, and I'm talking about me, Greg. Uh, he's buying his first house in the middle of COVID, and he moves in next week. And this was, to be fair, it was May 20th, so we're... We're about three weeks too late. But I'm what, glad you I'm glad you collected this because I remember this question. What items, essential or not, are crucial to making a new house a home? It's a great essential question. I would say you would want a just a a um you know almost a a butt sized tub, a chamber pot of tapioca pudding, just to sort of sit in right when you get home. In the nude, you've got to be in the nude, making noodles, sitting in tapioca pudding. That's when a house becomes a home. Okay. That's um, what we, we should talk about is when does a house become a home? When you first walk in, you sit down and you shit the couch. That's when a house And make yourself feel home. comfortable. Yeah. yeah. When, I, you drop uh, that first, when you drop that first Cheeto between the twixt. cushions, betwixt, betwixt the cushions on your couch and you hear the crunching sound, ah, you are home. That makes a house a home. When you first sit on the porch and have that first spoonful of whiskey, ooh. When you're eight years old, is a light. <laughs> that's when a house becomes a home. When you put on a uh, CD of the song, we're in the sky, you slather honey on all sides of your hammocks, your thighs, and you rush around the house trying to glaze those sweet hammocks. That's when a house becomes home. When you walk into your backyard and put some seeds out on the lawn and see two California condors make love and then eat those. You're actually hawks. <laughs> Two hawk-like California condors. Well, I, you know, I don't know, if Greg, I don't know if Craig Zill is in a relationship, but I do believe in christening the house. Yeah, and if you're not in a relationship, I think you just go ahead and masturbate in every single room, make love in every in every room. Yeah. I, I think I think a house becomes a home when, and I do think it's a really great. And we like these heartfelt questions. Yeah, too. I like it. Be funny. I I remember reading it and thinking we got to talk about that, and. I think it's when you put pictures up on the wall of things, you know, your artwork, your pictures of great memories, whatever it might be that you have on your wall. I think when you put your memorabilia up or whatever it is you have to me, and I think when you get all your books out of the uh, boxes. Out of the boxes. You just did. Um, <clears throat> you just um, completely uh, forgot the word for boxes there just for a no, second. I was trying to think of some other words. I was going to say saddlebags because that was something else we discussed on our last episode. And I was yeah. like, can yeah. you pull them out of your saddlebags? You finally get the donkey, the saddlebags off the donkey, the books out of the saddlebags. And when you get the donkey out of your house, that's when the Jeff becomes a host. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the house becomes home. Uh, shout uh, out I to think Chris. Jeannie, I think no, hold on. Okay. Shout okay. out to Christine Cattell. Um, 
who said, looking forward to seeing you live once it's possible. Uh, I did want to say everybody that says something like that to us on Patreon and on social media, uh, that really, that, that puts a smile on our face and makes us think, Hey, you know, we're, we'll be back in action at one point and make you really laugh. Um, so that's for me when a house becomes a home, when somebody sends me a sweet message like that. Like I think putting Potter. some paint, uh, having colors in the house that you like helps too. And then oh, I, a little- I think the biggest thing is choose one or two pieces of art, posters, whatever. And when you put those up, it can quickly change the space into your own. But books are a big deal, I think. And get the bed comfortable ASAP. Oh, yeah. Don't even. And you know what? If your bed were going to be in that bed doing that thing. If if you don't like your bed, get rid of it. Don't even suffer through it. I had a bed that I didn't like for like seven years and I didn't really realize it or, but I kept sleeping better on the road and hotels. and, And I, for some reason, I didn't just make the switch early enough. I think that reason was uh, a word we like to call money. Uh, the, the beds cost a little bit, but I mean, go ahead and get a bed that you like. Do the bed ahead of other things. But you know what really makes a house a home? The people you live betwixt the walls with. Betwixt and that's the why cushions. the Cheetos that you share betwixt the cushions, betwixt the walls, betwixt the other houses that are your neighbors. But uh, if you don't love the people you're with, um, go ahead and rent some people. Do what you have to do. But well, I want to jump. Back. I do. I do want to say eating your favorite meal mm. in your home for the first time. That makes that's when a house becomes mm-hmm. a home. Becomes uh, a home. But I do want to say that as far as the bed things goes, we don't have a great bed out here, and that's a discussion we've had a lot. Is that bedding and bed is so important. Uh, you want that to be, especially in a new place where you kind of feel that it's new. It just feels new. Um, you, you want every night to be that night that you, you want to be excited to get in your bed and you want to yeah. wake up refreshed. We were in the, I just want to say one thing about the forest. We saw six bears. I think the kids tell you we saw six two cubs, bears? six bears. And we were a little nervous about the fairs, but bears, but one of the, the fair bears? bears, they were care bears and they were black bears. But let me just say, uh, the kids were like, what should we do? And we were eating the first time we saw the bears, we were eating Cheetos. And I said, you know, we're really more danger to the bears than they are to us because if they were to eat these Cheetos, that's a good defense against a bear. I would think if a bear ate a Cheeto, do you think Cheetos, this is an essential question, is that one of the most unhealthy foods man has ever created? What do you think? Well, it's around there. Most it really should be its own food group. Yeah. The coloring is not even it's anything at all. But, yeah, I think – but, you know, the problem is if a bear eats a Cheeto and he loves it, then you can let him finish your Cheetos, but he's going to want you to go buy more Cheetos. And mm-hmm. if you're not able to, he will rip and tear at your face until you die. <laughs> Yeah, and then a bear might go back to his bear friends and say, I was seven years old. My daddy gave me my first Cheeto. I've been eating Cheetos ever since. My daddy was uh, and I liked it. chance to live his daddy. And we didn't <laughs> live his daddy. And I call my daddy a cashew. <laughs> Let's finish up with some maskers. What do you think? Let's do it. And I'm going to look. I'm, look and I'm really on Patre- Patreon every day, having a lot of fun. With the Patreon peeps, as I call them, cheese procedure, beef stew for you, and urinal cake are in the top running for silliest, funniest, 
Taco Pizza Burger Sushi's up there, but they're in the running for uh, funniest uh, username. Time now, time now for a double shot from Urinal Cake. Double, it's time for a little splatter patter from Urinal Cake. If Urinal Cake was a DJ, like a shock jock DJ, um, it would be splatter patter. Patter being kind of talking about things. It's now for a full splatter patter block. Coming up right after 62 commercials and two and a half other commercials. <laughs> uh, Max Buda says, favorite catchphrase. He was listening to an early episode in his car years ago. You remember where I was? He was at 12th Avenue and Robinson in Norman, Oklahoma, which, oh yeah, I'm going to be going to um, Oklahoma coming up. So uh, stay tuned. I will be back on the road. So look at uh, my website, tjmillerdoesnotheavewebsite.com. I'll be in Appleton, Wisconsin, uh, July 16th through the 20th, Kansas City, Missouri, July 30th through August 2nd at the improv there. Um, but he said he was at 12th Avenue in Robinson in Norman, Oklahoma, when he nearly had to pull over during the there are no chicken facials bit due to debilitating laughter. Thank you for the show. And Cash, that's true. I You've ruined some pornographic films for me because of no chicken facials. You've seen me do stand-up fair amount. You've seen me do stand-up fair amount. I do that bit now what, once every month or something, just when I trust the crowd and it's late night? I don't yeah, think you do. You do. You and quit. the crowd kind of, they kind of, uh, they laugh. Some of them are offended, but there are no chicken facials. There's no doubt about that. There's no chicken facials. There um, really isn't. There just really isn't. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's do a couple maskers. I'll pull okay, them up. Okay, couple one. Uh, I like say Ar Arlene, this, is, this is from Patreon. Arlene Dooley writes, on a scale of one to ten, how bad is it if you have just your kit and forget your caboodle? That's a disaster. And I actually made this joke, I think, to Christine Cattell, saying she yeah. was the whole Cattell and caboodle. Yeah, and I think you got to have the. For me, caboodle is more important than the kit. Um, it's I just all think, about the. Caboodle. We may have yeah. talked about this, but I, now I'm thinking we did about a little it. bit. We did a little bit. We, in fact, we did more than probably any other humans ever have. But let's do it again. Do it again because double shot of kit and caboodle. Kit at home, and I bring the caboodle. People are really asking about the caboodle. No one has ever said, "Hey, that you know." You say, "Hey, I brought the whole kit and caboodle," and they go, "Well, let's get to the kit. Let me see the kit." Yeah. Yeah, they're everyone. Everyone's thinking caboodle. They're wanting caboodle. So I think if you leave the caboodle, you might as well have left the kit at home. This is shock jock splatter patter urinal cake on 106 point. Whoops. It got on my shoes. Um, Zach, one more. I want to say Zach from Patreon. And so he, he said that he loves because I've been asking people what their favorite cash phrases are and kind of riffing with them about that. Yeah, uh, and Zach used to send maskers every week. He said he just fell off the last few years. Zach, get back in action. Uh, favorite catchphrases are squainous, full body release, finger knees, <laughs> which I think are knuckles. Yeah, dick yell. <laughs> I see some of these. I'm like dick yell, fooper glue. We know big hits, no tits. <laughs> yeah. Hits. If you haven't been to catchphrases, 
we're doing all big hits, no tits. It's a double splatter patter hour and whoops on 106.0 oh shit, it got on my pants and hands. <laughs> on 102.7, the splashback. Uh, he coined sneaking in at Bernie's in a masker of his that made us, uh, we read uh, years back. Do you remember that? Sneaking at Bernie's instead of weekend at Bernie's? Uh, I don't remember that. Think about that. Sneaking at Bernie's. I mean, Weekend at Bernie's was my go-to, like, terrible movie uh, to make fun of. I think I might watch it tonight. What? I think I might watch Weekend at Bernie's tonight. It's either that or a horror film. Watch the sequel. I mean, where do you where do you go with that? Really, where do you go with it? I mean, it's like it's kind of done once it's you know. Yeah, he's already. I don't understand how the second pitch really even worked. Like, well, where do you, that, also, where do that, also meant, that also meant that it did so well that they were like, let's make another one. And the idea is so funny, just that somebody goes, think about this, two guys and somebody dies and they've got to just keep making it that he's still alive. I haven't seen it in forever. Is it a bad movie? Um. Yeah, I mean, what's funny is I I never remember the I was like flipping through at a hotel and I saw the part of the movie where Bernie's alive. That's very I mean, he really he deserved an Academy Award for That's to, a- to play to play the two sides of life and death the way he did. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Um, because I don't think he did a lot of other things and the, what he was famous for was mostly for being dead. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder, you know, when he dies, are there jokes to be made about that? You well, know? I don't know if he's still alive or not, but, you know, I mean, he's... Uh, right now, this is an important moment. He's one of the true greats. Um, so, uh, one more. Let's do another one. You ready? Yeah, let's absolutely do it. And I'm, I'm looking up at Bernie's... Um, Georgie... Chadwick writes, you're going to focus in on this one because this really, I love this one. Quote, you either die a donkey or live long enough to see yourself become the Jeff. Yes. Powerful words. Powerful I, words by Harvey Dent. I like this though. Die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like die as a donkey or become the Jeff. Yeah, it's one or the other. It can't be both. Um, so Terrence Kisser Kaiser is um, he was born in Omaha, Nebraska uh, he was Bernie okay and he's been in Friday the 13th Six Pack H.G. Wells but yeah he's sort of most famous for Weekend at Bernie's uh, but he's been working as, as lately as 2018 uh, but yeah it would be interesting to see everything that he's done you know, like really be able to say like I've watched every single thing Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's is in. So I'm going to get on that. I'm thinking about doing that. I think you're going to watch the trilogy, aren't you? Is is there a Weekend at Bernie's three? Um, there must. I'm not sure. I I believe there's a trilogy. I mean, I have no, I have no idea. Had to have the original Andrew McCarthy was uh, one of the guys in there, and he was in Pretty in Pink. He was a big hunk in the 80s. Um, but Weekend at Bernie's, I don't think there was Weekend at Bernie's too. I don't think that there was um, 
I don't think there's a three. That is amazing that there was a weekend at Bernie's one, I guess is what you're saying. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was just weekend at Bernie's two. They made it in 1993. Uh, and you know what the thing is for weekend at Bernie's two? Larry and Richard use a voodoo revived corpse to track down their hidden money to clear their names. Voodoo revived corpse. That is that. That's the definition of a cash grab, I think. All right, you have yeah. you have another maskers. We can yeah, do, do one more. Cap. We also could do. Uh, let's do one more. Houndgrog's Day uh, wrote, I'm, and this I'm is an appropriate. And I, he's been so good on uh, Twitter. Everybody has. This is appropriate for for this particular episode because you brought me a stool and claimed it was a mask. And he asks, "You're telling me? I'm telling you." Is anything a chair if it has four legs? It's, oh, kind of a, a sort of ladle adjacent question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, is an animal a chair? Yeah, it can be. I mean, you can sit on a, you know, I guess the the way to really answer that is an animal a chair. When you're sitting on a horse, is that horse a type of chair? Is that a sort of living, yeah, breathing, it's moving mobile chair? chair? It's sort of a living art, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a and, mobile you know, chair. Yeah, and if, well, but here's the thing. And then you're going, well, is a car a chair or if the wheels are considered legs and you're sitting on the roof? Did you just say wheel? Are you in a, uh-oh, are you in a moving? Have we come full circle? Oh, oh sorry. What did you say? in the sky. <laughs> Nonstop splashback on urinal 102.6. Oh shit, it went down my leg. <laughs>